0: totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. Hello and welcome back to Still Growing in Grace. I hope you're enjoying this series on discovering who God is, unlearning some misconceptions from our childhood or from our church days gone by, and hopefully discovering new and better perspectives on who God is. And when I say new perspectives, I don't mean about new ideas that have just come up in the last couple of years or in recent years, but I'm talking about new to you. Uh, concepts that you may not have heard before and that's what this whole program is about is to inspire all of us who are listening to discover a better hope-filled perspective on who we think God is and how he works and wants to live in and through us uh, i'm i am i'm am really enjoying the feedback i'm getting from individuals watching online because this is being streamed on youtube don't forget to go to StillGrowingInGrace.ca, and there you're going to find your link to the weekly podcast so you can listen to it anytime. You don't have to listen to this while it's live on air, uh, which is most of us are hearing right now. So if you're in the local area to Kitchen Waterloo, you're going to hear it on the Faith FM radio station. But for those of you that are not nearby, this is available anywhere in Canada, anywhere in the States, anywhere in the world. So it's being recorded onto a video so you can go to YouTube and watch these clips. they're kind of being archived on purpose because my hope honestly is that this will become a place, this this series will become a set of teaching that you can point somebody to that needs to hear the foundations of grace laid out gently and slowly, thought-provokingly, with a lot of scripture, uh, giving time to weigh the responses, to weigh the texts that are being presented, so that we can all keep growing in grace. After all, none of us have arrived. We're all still growing. So today I want to get into a uh, probably a little more controversial topic, but it shouldn't be. I'm not bringing this up to be confrontational. I just know that this particular topic that I will be talking about, um, it has been, I'd say, bullied through and pushed down people's throats in an unloving way. Really good content done harshly. So today, I'm hoping to present to you uh, another concept of God. I believe the last number of weeks, if you've been tuning in regularly, we've been dealing with uh, who God, first of all, who God isn't. So we dispelled some myths. Um, We found out that God uh, is not distant from anyone. God is light. God is love. Uh, All these ideas that we think we know what it means, but when you listen to the program, we go much deeper because I want us to have a better understanding and a more full understanding of who God is. And I think today we're going to wrap up uh, the, some of the basics and important concepts of who we think God is. And so this one today is, I'm, I'm calling it expanding our understanding, the mother heart of God. Yes, you heard it right. The mother heart of God, or another way to put it, the mother heart of the Father, (laughs) however you want to word it. And I'm going to share a lot of key scriptures with you. Uh, I'm going to begin by reminding us the scriptures are written from many perspectives, written by writers who had their own concepts of who they thought God was. And while inspired, they wrote down their lens. They documented it. And here's the beauty of the scripture and the the benefits of all the honest pictures there's some conflict in them you're going to find some i'd say contradicting images of who god is some of them don't seem to line up but here's the beauty i believe having multiple concepts in the scriptures allows us to see the honest human wrestling with this content It gives us the opportunity to realize even the writers back then did not have a complete picture of who God was. And if you listened last week, last week, I think, is one of the most important topics ever, and that is this, that Jesus, the Son of God, is just like His Father, They are the same, and there are some attributes, some characteristics, some ideas about God the Father that we have been led to believe that this is the only way to see Him, and yet there are other pictures in Scripture that we've not had highlighted. So today, I'd like to highlight this. I I taught on this in my church recently, and uh, as I was teaching it, I realized this needs to be in the lineup of the material I'm sharing with you today. So the scriptures use uh, metaphors and anthropomorphisms to describe who God is. Uh, metaphors are a figure of speech in, uh, in a term or phrase which is applied to something to which that's not literally applicable, like the, like our mighty fortress is our God. Is God literally a fortress? Is he rock, a piece of rock put together with mortar? Is, is that God? No, it's a metaphor, and you're going to find a lot of metaphors. And today we're going to take a look at the metaphors of God seen from a mothering perspective. Listen, you and I, uh, whoever's listening, each of us have different perspectives on who we think fathers are and mothers. Some people have a really hard time seeing God, the father, as a father because their earthly father, which does not represent our heavenly father, um, was a terrible dad. And therefore, to hear uh, people say, God, the father loves you. The father's for you. You've just lost them at father. They shut down emotionally, whether they know it or not, whether you know it or not. And, And yet, If we move to some other categories and realize and knowing full well their situation, we might see there is a loving way, a yet another more understanding way to share a perspective of who God is. Um, I also think the idea of anthropomorphisms, which is like using, um, God's hand. Does God literally have a hand? No, he does not literally have a hand. We're going to get to that verse in just a moment because we got to dispel some myths pretty quickly. I need you to hear something really important before I get into this. And again, time's going to go real. Oh, it's going really fast already. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm not saying God is a man. And I'm not saying God is a woman. You have to hear that and understand that in the front end of this conversation. Uh, the scriptures refers to God primarily in the male sense. But as you're going to see in this next verse, in John 4, 23, 24, it says, God is spirit. He is neither male nor female. Uh, it says in John 24, or sorry, 4, 23, 24, from here on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of right place, but the right heart. For God is spirit, or in another word for spirit is God is breath. God is wind. And Jesus refers to spirit more than 100 times in the four gospels. This is critically important to understand. Even the idea of Yahweh, Uh, from my studies, from what I have seen, and some have said that it's more of a masculine name, but I believe when it says Yahweh, it is the one who is, or the I am, I am. There's no gender here. So let's be careful not to paint a false concept of God because we got gender issues in our current culture. There are people who only want to see God as a woman, and so they make God uh, as a female. He's, she is the one watching over us. They can only refer to God as she. Well, they've done the exact same opposite problem as those who've made God to be only male. They've got it wrong. What if the scriptures, and do you trust the scriptures? I do, personally. What if the scriptures lend another menu item for us to see God in both? gender senses. And where would we get this from? I believe it comes right from the book of Genesis. Genesis 1 verse 26 to 27. It says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the of the sky, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Here it is, verse twenty-seven. God created man in His own image. In the image of God He created him, male and female. He created them. Talk about a confusing text, and yet it's not confusing. In order for us to understand God, we cannot only have a male mindset. We must have a female mindset as well and understand the value that both bring to the image of God and how we perceive him. So please don't get all your your being a bonnet if you're crying out foul. Well, you can't teach that. That's heresy. This is biblical truth that I'm showing you. Let let me give you some examples. God is described as a mother in Hosea 3 to 4. I I myself, Israel, uh, taught you how to walk, lead among the hand. He, uh, doesn't even know how I took care of him or who took care of him. I led Israel along with my ropes of kindness and love. I lifted the yoke from his neck and myself stooped to feed him. This is like a primary motherly role. But mind you, that's not the only motherly role. There's more. God is, is described as a mother bear. Oh, now you're gonna love this one. My my church laughed when I said this because this is the verse for a mother bear but like a bear whose cubs have been taken away i'll tear out your heart i'll devour you like hungry lioness and mangle you like a wild animal woohoo how encouraging is that let's just say you don't tick off a mama bear you don't tick off a lion mama uh, mama lion but here's a picture of the heart of god wanting to protect like a mama and that, that's pretty cool. Most people didn't realize that verse was there. Deuteronomy 32.11 says uh, that God is described like an, a mother eagle. Here it says... Like an eagle that rouses her chicks and hovers over her young, so he spread his wings to take them up and carry them safely on his pinions. Notice the language here. It says, like an eagle that rouses her chicks, that's a mom, female, so he spread his wings to take them up and carry them safely on his pinions. We're dealing with both genders here. You can't just lock into one gender. There's a benefit and a value to learn, to see and perceive God as fulfilling both genders. Both values come through the character of God. If it's just a male picture, it's incomplete. Once we bring in these tender pictures that I'm I'm sharing with you today, you're going to find a more balanced perspective of who God is. Here's another one. God is a mother hen. In Matthew 23, 37, it says, Oh, Jerusalem, that city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often have I wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. In Luke thirteen twenty four, how often I've wanted to gather your children together. As a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. He's making the direct correlation here. There is value to this concept. There is a mother heart of God coming through the Trinity, coming through God the Father, as He's been described mostly in Scripture. There's a motherly tenderness there. Join me back in the second half as we continue to dig in and find more good news in these Scriptures. Martin's Small Engines and Auto
1: Clinic in Elmira is more than small engines. Like their name says, Martin's is also a full-service auto clinic focused on automotive repair and service, brakes, tires, local lockout service, and so much more. Whatever you need, Martin's can do it. For that small-town feel with large shop quality, trust a team that really cares. Martin's Small Engines and Auto Clinic, Industrial Drive Elmira and martinselmira.com. Looking for a real estate agent that will put your needs before his? Terry Van Lent is just that agent. Caring and honest are just two of Terry's best qualities, and they shine through in his real estate career. As a longtime resident of Waterloo Region, Terry is well acquainted with the area and its multitude of attractive amenities. For an agent that cares, call Terry Van Lent at Coldwell Banker Peter Benninger Realty, 519-742-5800, extension
0: 2060. There's more good news. God who gives birth that's clearly a female thing, okay? Deuteronomy 32, 18. You neglected the rock who had fathered you. You forgot the God who had given you birth. (laughs) Here's another one if you're wondering where is this idea of God being like a mother. Isaiah 66, 12 to 13 says, I'll pour robust well-being into her like a river. The glory of nations like a river in flood. You'll nurse at her breasts, nestle in her bosom, and he and be bounced on her knees as a mother comforts her child, so I'll comfort you. You will be comforted in Jerusalem. This is good news. There is safety in approaching God. If you've pictured God as a mean male, now we see a better picture uh, a balanced one look to the to the ones that give hope instead of the ones that don't until God changes your mind and heart but here we just saw the the approachability of tenderness being cared for and bounced on mom's knee like this is this is a loving daddy your daddy in heaven is so crazy about you you've got to believe that in Isaiah 49 15 it says uh, neither never can a mother forget her nursing child can she feel no love for the child she is born, but even if that were possible, I would not forget you. This is your Heavenly Father with a motherly heart expressing love for you. He'll never forget you." Here's another one about God and labor. That's a woman thing. Isaiah 42:14. He will say, "I have long been silent. Yes, I've restrained myself, but now, like a woman in labor, I will cry and groan and pant." That's that's pretty expressive. Uh, listen, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The Hebrew language is a powerful, rich language. And even their words that they use to describe God, Adonai, here's one called El Shaddai, which is about blessing. But did you know this word El Shaddai is a feminine based word? You might also find it interesting that one of the interpretations of the name of God, El Shaddai, means mother or one of the breast that's clearly female. One reference says in several instances in the Torah, the name is connected with fruitfulness. There is a clear picture. There is room now to see and allow a conversation to see God and Trinity, Jesus, the Holy Spirit all coming through. There's a place to allow the concept of feminine love and care coming to us there's room. Uh, Genesis 8.28 says, may God Almighty, El Shaddai, bless you and make you fruitful and increase your numbers. Or in Genesis 35.11, I am God Almighty, El Shaddai, be fruitful and increase in number. Or even Genesis 49.25, by the Almighty El Shaddai, who blesses you with blessings of heaven above blessings of the deep that lies beneath, blessings of the breasts and of the womb. Wow this word is powerful. Another one for God as mother. This is King David, who wrote in the Psalms, Psalms Psalm 131, verse 2. Instead, I have calmed and quieted myself like a weaned child uh, who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child, my soul is within me. These are images of God uh, non-traditional images psalm 123 verses two to three says look to you heaven dwelling god look up to you for help like servants alert to their master's commands and here it is like a maiden attending her lady okay this is the comparison that this writer is giving we're watching and waiting holding our breath awaiting your word of mercy In Luke 15, you want to deal with a New Testament text now? Here's a beautiful New Testament text. And it's a story most of us are familiar with. If you're not, Jesus is sharing parables. He's talking about who he is like, who his father is like, what the kingdom of God is like. And here he directly connects and and does a metaphor of him as a woman. And here it says in Luke 15, or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and, and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and rejoice. And she'll say, rejoice with me because I found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. This is the joy being expressed from Jesus of what it's like in heaven, what it's like in the throne room, that it's compared to a woman rejoicing over a lost coin. Now, keep something in mind. Two things that if you haven't heard these yet, this will be kind of cool. The coin didn't it lose its value when it was lost. Did it always retain its value? Of course it did. It was still the same value. And secondly, did the coin cease to have an owner when it was lost? Well, guess what? In order for something to be lost, it has to have an owner. It makes sense. That's just an extra freebie for today. That's a good news one. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4. This is beautiful. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, He is the source of every mercy and the God who comforts us. He comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort others. When others are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. The imagery of God being a God of comfort is big in the scripture. The concept of the comfort of God, when we're in our pain going through our own personal hell, when we're going through deep relational crisis, when we're going through a deep existential crisis, when we're going through a life crisis, teenage crisis, relationship crisis, the comfort of God is all through scripture. Your God is for you, not against you. It's time today to explore Expand our understanding of who we think God is. And today, if you didn't like the topic, I'm really sorry. Uh, but we are we got good news all the time. If today's didn't uh, hit you well, that's fine. Ask God to, to tell you if what I'm telling you is true or not. Don't let it be my words. Go and pray about it. And look up the references yourself. I'm not making this up. This is great news I'm only sharing this so that we can all continue to grow in grace. In Galatians 3.28, it says this, And we no longer see each other in the former state, Jew or non-Jew, rich or poor, male or female, because we're all one through our union with Jesus, Jesus Christ with no distinction between us. Galatians 3, 28. Look it up and make sure I'm not making that up or slipping in an extra word. Paul is making it clear. The issue is not gender. And unfortunately, in our culture today, there's a lot of gender and confused gender conversations. Folks, the love of God does not look at gender. It does not look at the race you're from. It does not look about your economic place in society. It does not. Uh, God does not see you from a place of um, reputation of what you've accomplished. He looks at, his, at you as his child. And he wants to comfort you. He wants to protect you. He wants his child to know, first of all, that you're his. When you believe in your mind you're his child, then you will begin to trust him. When you begin to trust him, you begin to experience the warmth of that love deep into your soul. When you experience the warmth of that deep love into your soul, you're going to be changed from the inside out. It's even going to physically heal you, believe it or not. I've seen evidence of this. And and beyond physical healing, watch what happens to your mind, your thinking patterns, when you begin to believe you're absolutely loved, accepted, and liked by the Trinity fully. It changes everything. And you'll begin to see others the way God sees others. Just like we read here in Galatians 3.28, it's not about your former state of where you've been, whether you're Jew or non-Jew, whether you're from Africa or Europe or Russia or Americas. doesn't matter, South America, who cares? It's not about any of that. It's not about whether you're rich or poor, your status and your power tripping. It's not about your gender, if you're male or female, this is is about our divine oneness, our union with Jesus Christ. Today is a day to be reminded. We are not to see anyone after the flesh, or another word for flesh is ego. It's a great word, Too often we see and we judge individuals based on their behaviors. They're sometimes acting out of faulty beliefs. And listen, the church world has judged the non-churched world so negatively and so harshly they've already predicted their future in their self-righteous judgment. But unfortunately, we've done it in the church to ourselves as well. We've judged each other as uh, ones who know more than others and are more right than others. Listen, let's stop looking at what we know. Let's stop looking at what we don't know. Let's get our eyes refocused on the author and perfecter of our faith. God loves you. He wants you to know it, and when you know it, everything's going to change. When you know it, your behaviors begin to change because your thinking patterns change. Your habits will begin to change. I want to share more and more of this good news. If you enjoyed today's program, please go share it uh, with other friends. Share it online, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week. Family run family-owned, so their focus
1: is on you. Conestoga Lodge Retirement Residence is a full-service retirement home in Kitchener, and you'll be impressed to know that they are not a big corporate chain. They're quality driven, with a focus on each and every individual. Conestoga Lodge offers permanent and short-term stays. To book a free, no-obligation tour, you can call 519-576-2140 or visit online at conestogalodge.com
0: Looking for adventure in the great outdoors? It's not far from your own backyard at Conestoga River Horseback Adventures. Fun for the whole family or why not your next corporate party? Trail rides are offered all year round and other options like pony rides and birthday parties for the young cowboys and cowgirls. Afterwards, you can relax and keep the party going in their large, comfortable lounge. Conestoga River Horseback Adventures, 519-888-6503 and horsebackadventures.ca. You've been listening to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker and I'd like to invite you to join me next Tuesday morning at 11.30 when our teaching time will continue. Or join us at 10.30 every Sunday morning at Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. If this show has been an encouragement to you, won't you help us spread this good news? Make your donation today by visiting stillgrowingingrace.ca. You can also catch up on past programs, watch YouTube videos of our talks, and download our weekly podcasts. Sign up for our email list and send in your questions. After all, no one has arrived, and we are all still growing in grace.